Hey, what's up? This is Juliet, and you're listening to Broken Girl Unchained Podcast. And today, I have one of my special and beautiful friends, and one of the girls from um, our Woman Empowerment photo shoot, um, Heather. The one of the eldest women. Yep. <laughs> one of the eldest. However, you have a young heart. Yeah. A young soul for sure. So... Um, we're going to go ahead and take a shot of Jameson and then we will be moving on to tequila. Oh my God. This girl is a partier. Yep. You love to like dance and do it all. Uh, you know what? You never shock me sometimes. Like you'll. <laughs> I've been on many tables. <laughs> I haven't experienced that yet with you. However, I'm looking forward to our launch I, party. And I've never been told not to go on the table. I love <laughs> your style. So cheers to that. Okay. I'm not a... I really don't drink hard liquor anymore. Okay. I don't drink hard liquor, but I like the hard liquor. So, yeah. Okay. So, we... I. Wanted to get your story because um, you are one of the gals from um, our woman's empowerment photo shoot. And you want to tell our listeners how we met? <laughs> um, we met because I needed some, I tried to do once a week, I tried to do something for myself. That's some good self-love. Yes. And that the week that I met Julia, I um, scheduled a massage. You scheduled a massage with me. What was your first impression? Um, I I had a good vibe from you, and I I liked you. I was also um, having my friend. Um, you gifted her, I right? Yeah, I gifted her a massage too, because I liked the other people that are that are around me to feel good too. How come you haven't gifted me with a massage? I gift you a massage. And you can gift me with love okay. and your presence. <laughs> I, I gift you with flowers. You do. Okay, so check this out. I'm going to take over okay. the story. Okay, so when she first showed up, of course, I'm always fucking running late. No, I was running late too. Okay, yeah, you were running late too. So we were communicating, right? Right. And um, I I show up and I had the most shittiest day. Like yeah. I know I was having problems with my son at the time yeah. and he's a teenager and you know, teenagers are fucking assholes. And um, he started off my morning kind of, he, it's, it's a struggle for any mother that has an autistic child to get their child up in the morning and get them yes. out to school. Motivate them. Right. <laughs> well, I guess any child is like that. Um, well, anyways, I had a fucked off day. And you show up and you show up with flowers. To give you for someone that I haven't met. I never met you, seen you. I just talked to you through Facebook Messenger, yeah. by the way. And this... I, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, this woman is just so beautiful at heart that she was kind enough to think about me, bring me flowers, and made my fucking day. I never get flowers anymore. No, I, I don't either. That's why I like to give them. And let me ask you this. 
You give flowers even to your dentist. Is that correct? Yes. I give them to just... I will cut flowers out of my yard and... I mean, I will bouquets give it to of flowers. I will give it to a cashier, whoever I have a rapport with or, mm-hmm. or a connection with, um, even not even a connection. If, if they're looking like they're having a shitty day, I will go, hey, just a minute. I can't even tell you we need more people in the world like you. <laughs> I mean, let's just face it. I mean, because people are just so self-consumed that, and that's one of the reasons why I do what I do is because, you know, I want to make the world a little bit fucking softer. Like the world is already so fucked up. And it's not a big deal. It's, they grow in my yard and, Mm -hmm. and I just will... Sometimes I can just go out there and, you know, whip out a bouquet. But a lot of times I get stuck out there because I'm like going, oh, this one's pretty old. Well, do you talk to your flowers? Well, um, yeah, I guess I do because I... It's not a weed, (laughs) Alice in Wonderland. You actually helped me with my daughter's um, birthday party at the the Alice in Wonderland. flowers for that. Mm -hmm. You provided all of the flowers and you helped me decorate and you actually found me all of... Oh my God. Alice in Wonderland theme. Mm -hmm. Decorations. All my stuff that I had in storage, all of the... Teapots. Teapots and the time... I can't even tell you, like, this woman has been heaven sent to me, and I'm so (laughs) blessed that God had just placed you in my life. That's the way it's supposed to be. Right? Like, you don't don't know what you're going to cross. I know. And did you think that, I mean, you were going to meet like 50 shades of fucked off? (laughs) No, not fucked off. I haven't fucked off. (laughs) So, uh, and let's just dive right in. Give me a little bit of background on you. What makes you broken to badass? Um, I've been very resilient my whole life. I've just been able to, um, and pick up and get going and not let anything hold me back and I've had a good life even though I've had a lot of shitty things that you've I've, had some fucking crazy I've stuff I've had some really crazy I've been in accidents and and two airplane accidents two motorcycle accidents birthing kids that I've I've had died and came back to life and and I've had an angel looking over my my with Wait, me. you've been in two plane accidents yeah, yeah I've been yeah um, the um landed what? on the um freeway in um on highway 80 in 1970 we were going to the nut tree and the um, fuel pump went out and we had to land like, was it oh my god i can't even and they they the fire department the police everybody came out and closed the freeway down and my dad landed on the freeway oh your dad was he's a pilot yeah. oh gotcha okay and, um, and you also have a brother that is he's handicapped okay and i've been watching over him since i was probably like five wow well, let's take a shot to that. <laughs> let's move on to tequila. Okay. So, wow. Okay, so plane crashes to... Uh, you have more than nine lives at this yeah. point. <laughs> well, I've always felt that I've had 
an angel um, wow watching over me it's not even an angel that is like more god at that point yeah or you have more than one angel because i'm still looking i know i have an angel but i think i just have one i need like a fucking army like you (laughs) (laughs) well it's just you you get what you put out and i guess i I, that is not true (laughs) well i think that well that's true sometimes you do you put out a lot and you don't get anything back but and it's not that i'm expecting it's it's not saying okay i'm doing this i'm doing this i'm doing this and i want something back i do things because Mm -hmm. i just do them you just do them because it's the kindness out of your heart but you know what's frustrating is when someone fucking treats you like shit and you're just like at what point did you think that that was okay? Well, it's when they turn it around and take it from kindness to weakness. Mm-hmm. And that's when you <laughs> you got to say, fuck you, don't take advantage of me. Mm-hmm. That yeah, is you, very you true. Learn, you learn that as you get older. Boundaries. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, boundaries. And the lessons of life. Well, I mean, at some point you're just like, you know, it, that... That bitterness and that fucking disrespect, that's on you. But I'm going to do my best to be the best version of me and to love you and respect you. But I'm not going to tolerate it. Yeah. I've never had bitterness towards anybody. I've never hated anybody. I mean, okay. So before we got to... um, our podcast let's go ahead and cheers oh sweet baby jesus there is no lemon Mm-mm. and this is fucking tequila guys. oh my god oh white tequila okay five four three two one no i'm scared <laughs> okay i'm gonna do what i used to do in college and I used to, because you're not supposed to taste the alcohol right yeah so um yeah, I'm gonna plug my nose. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fuck. This reminds me of Rosarito. Oh. Well. Okay. So I've had a wild ride. Yeah, for sure. There's been times when it's bumpy, and there's been times when it's been smooth. So tell me, let's go over like some of the stuff that you have been through. Um. Well, I, my mom and dad got divorced when I was uh, going into first grade. And my mom was trying to find herself, and she went back to college. And my dad presented that because he wanted to have, he wanted to have a housewife. <laughs> and um, I want to be someone's housewife. <laughs> and my mom hung out with. I want to be someone's housewife <laughs> yeah. in like lingerie my mom, all the fucking time. My mom was Miss Runner Up for Tennessee. Oh, wow. She was really beautiful. And, you know, my dad wanted just her to be on her, his side. And he was the spotlight and the moneymaker. The, you know, he had the business and she was just supposed to raise the kids and stay at home and she had she hadn't had um she didn't graduate from high school she got pregnant and found out my dad was going to California and she wanted to go to California there she was from Arkansas so she got pregnant 
and they went to I was the first born in California how come like some like some of the most craziest people are like from I don't know the middle of the fucking United States I mean <laughs> like including Modesto <laughs> well our, our, my family were, were um they were runners on the Ohio River and we still have the label for Wathen um whiskey that's crazy it's 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 very good whiskey I've well you have yet to share a yes. bottle <laughs> yes when I can afford to buy it I will bring how it much is it it's like a hundred and thirty dollars a bottle a hundred and thirty dollars a fucking bottle yeah I won't even spare I won't <laughs> even spend that like on a pair of jeans or stuff. even like a pair of socks I mean some people do I, and I get it, you know, yeah. the quality, whatever. But, I mean, like, I'm more of a Marshalls and Ross type well, of person. this was back in the day when they used to make it out of steel, but they don't, it's not done that way anymore. It's done, you know, in a factory now, but still has the, the label and um, we're, still, we're still running it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Do you have any part of it? Oh, no, no. It's like my cousin's. Like my third cousins. Okay, so let's go back to your mom. My mom. Yes. She was she was the main person that raised me. And after my mom and dad got divorced, we lived in Cupertino, which was a very Love Cupertino, by yeah, the way. Very nice expensive. Nice neighborhood. We had a very large house. It was a to anybody's would see it what was you would want to live there so she was a partier though yeah she 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 had a different different he was either a rock and roll an artist a, a student because she was going to college trying to find her way mm-hmm. and she would bring groups of people home and they would stay there for a while and it was always rotating but um, that was my life, and like from this, from when I was seven years old, it was she was the perf- my mom was the first person I ever smoked, smoked with smoked um, marijuana at, oh. at seven. It just talking about my mom was kind of triggering. Yeah, doing yeah yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm I'm okay. I've, you know, I've gone and more, <laughs> more, and just to let my listeners know, it has been, um, it has been really hard to get you in the studio to talk about this, just because it is such a touchy subject, and you would always say like oh I'll keep it short I'll keep it you know short and sweet nobody needs to hear about that yeah I've, well that's how I've always protected myself and 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 been able to go on and- but let me tell you how much closure you're gonna have there are people out there that can actually relate to you yeah well that's that's what I found as I've gotten older and I have exposed myself and made myself vulnerable and and have 
told my story. So this story that you're about to share, you haven't even let some of the people closest to you know. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. <laughs> it's still, um, <clears throat> still really hard for me to fathom about people because I've always had a, a good heart, how people take advantage of people. Right. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's cold. Yeah. It's cold. It's, it's a very cold and isolating and, um, but not to even talk about it. And you never went, you never got help. Is that correct? No, I had, I had told my, um, at the time, my mom had, she was, she had gotten arrested and wasn't at home. And my sister's boyfriend had, had picked me up from the ice skating rink. How old were you? No, it was 12. Um, and that was the first time you actually, like, unleashed? Well, yeah, I had, he had given me alcohol. I'd never had alcohol before. And he had a van, and he raped me. Oh, my God. And I get, had gotten pregnant. And you 12. were 12. Oh, my God. And I didn't, I, I didn't want to tell my mom because she was dealing with her, her things in jail. Oh, my God. And my sister, I, didn't, I thought she would hate me, even though it wasn't. It wasn't something that I, I really planned out, mm-hmm. and but I mean that that was that's just that's just a spot in my life. I had told one person, which was my mom's friend, that she was kind of keeping an eye out on us because my my brother's handicapped, and so I, everyone's focus was on your brother. My and- brother and my sister was. She was already out of the house by then, and um, her her boyfriend took advantage of a situation that um, he knew there was nobody. I wasn't supervised. So this person with the van was your mom's? No, it was my sister's boyfriend. It was your sister's boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. And she doesn't know. No, she doesn't know. I okay. never told her because I thought I carried it. Did you think you that she would hate me because I thought it was something I did? But How do you I, feel I was about only it? Twelve. No, yeah, of course you are only a child. I mean, do you think at some point that she should know? No. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure that. Do you know how much closure you're going to get from that? Because it's like closure is everything. Yeah. And whether it's like burning a picture of your past or whatever it may be, it's truly, truly everything. And I think that if you decide to tell your sister about this episode, I think it's going to mean tremendously to her. I, and I don't know your sister from any, I mean, from 
I, I don't know her yeah. at all. Yeah. But I know that it is going to change you. Yeah. I, I'm, I have always wanted to tell her what happened, but I've just, it's just one of those episodes that just got, I took care of it. Put in the archives of your brain and in yeah. hopes that it never resurfaced, yeah, right? Yeah, right. So many of the, and, and that was when I was 12. I mean, I had from the time I was seven up till I was 12 other um, things that that are, was dysfunctional and, and that should probably never happen to a child. So does your sister know about your mom? My sister, she stayed away from the house um, because it was just, I mean, there was a sign on the door, it was welcome to the house, a perpetual commotion. And that was... That couldn't be any more true. Yeah, that that was, it was always chaos. There was always something that was going on I mean it was a rock and roll it was a party house it was people came there stayed you know a couple of days and and, and had this fun. was in the 70s in the early 70s like 70 70 71 oh wow and we had a pool and you know a playroom and it and it we had a huge house it was one of those houses so was it like a scene to, from blow yeah basically yeah there's always people having sex. It was people running around naked. I mean, I, I never was, I, I never, I was always, we had a pool, so in a jacuzzi, and I was always running around naked. I, I didn't even have a bean suit until I was like 12. 13. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, no. Oh my I God. wasn't supervised. I wasn't guided. I wasn't there there was no kind of parental guidance whatsoever do you think that's myself. why sometimes maybe you have no filter probably because i was never no one ever checked checked me no one ever i appreciate your rawness yeah. though i mean there's been times where i've been like sending you text messages through you know our group chat and, and i try i try to hold back I, you know I, but I, I love I mean, it i don't mean to, to i get I've you always, i've always i get you i've gotten to the point in my life where i don't hold back mm-hmm. i i i've said why i have i've held back for so long let me tell you this why change who you are to fit anyone else's narrative because that's how I was and I've always been considerate of other people's feelings yeah and that's why I w- I've always been intuitive and people feel that and they have taken advantage of 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 who you are of who I am because they they take kindness as weakness and right. it's not me being I'm a very strong person oh my god tremendously I, strong that's why I, I asked have, you to be in the shoe I have everything I I have I have worked myself and paid my own way you had your own business too I've, n- I've never had anybody 
help me with anything. I've, I've earned everything that I have ever gotten. You inspire me. You empower me. And it just, just makes, makes you feel good about yourself that, that I, you know, that I'm capable of taking care of myself. For sure. For sure. Now, and I, I don't want to be selfish and like going back to your mom or anything, because I know things are on a thin thread for you. Oh yeah. My, my mom passed away two years ago and I was, she, her ashes were stuck in a, they still are in a box on my, um, stereo on top of my stereo because I was so mad at her (laughs) that I haven't gotten her urn that is the worst though like if I think about it if my if my children ever did that to me you know but I mean can we talk about your mom I mean what does she do to you to make you feel so angry and you're not angry where you I'm not wouldn't. angry at her. Just, I just don't think she was self-aware of... You're, she's an adult. She was, she was looking out for herself, mainly. And her children weren't the first thing on her, her mind. Right. And I didn't realize that until after I had kids. Mm-hmm. And went, whoa, (laughs) where, you know, no guidance, no, you know, no, no saying, okay, you can't stay out till 10. You have to be at home and in bed at 830. Uh I I didn't get any of that. I took care of my mom. I made her coffee in the morning and she, she, um, she just was, you know, she was trying to find herself and. Do you think she ever found herself? I think at one point maybe she she knew where she would wanted to go, but I don't think she ever got there. Got there because she just got into the wrong crowd. And well, do you think she was attracted to the partying and the drugs and stuff like that? So the rock and roll lifestyle. We had we had. I've got albums and albums of different people from the Bay Area signed albums and give me an example well like someone famous that I would well I don't know if any of the Bay Area people are famous but um uh Tower of Power I love Tower of Powers and then um Taj Mahal Mm -hmm. they used to come over and party at our house so did you ever like party with Tower of Power yeah yeah I I you smoked weed with them. <laughs> Are you serious? I named my daughter after Lydia Pence from <laughs> that's, Cold Blood. That's so fucking and awesome. I, I went to a show one time and I and I told her that I loved her name so much when I was younger that I said I was going to name my daughter Lydia. And she was like, I'm so honored because my kids didn't even name any of their kids after me. Um, by the way, my aunt is named Lydia and so is my cousin. So yeah, no, it's a beautiful name. Well, my daughter hated it for a long time. Really? Because she thought it sounded like chlamydia. (laughs) It kind of does. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But no, I love the name. Yeah. I love the name. I just always, 
I just I named her Lydia Marie because it sounded it sounded um, you know it rolled off your tongue. It does, and um, I, I always thought name. it was a beautiful name. So that's. But I'm not going to lie. It kind of does sound like chlamydia. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm. It, I. I it, it's unique. It's different, and it sounds like exotic. My daughter loves her name now. And like my daughter, her. No one calls her by her real name. Um, it's really long in spelling, but it's Jolia. And it's the way that it's French, number one. And number two, it sounds like Julia, like right, me, right. Juliet. And um, it's just... No, I absolutely love it. Um, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get off track there. But um, no, I, I actually love that. <laughs> You're all welcome to my life. Choo choo. <laughs> so let's talk about um, your your uh, your mom. My my mom was a big part of my life. She she did have she did have some good qualities which made me 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 um I was always always sick one year I was out of school for 54 days um I was always at home because I had asthma and allergies um and I was always sick and my mom she was a smoker she smoked a packet and a half of cigarettes a day and she would drive me to the hospital going, I don't know why you're wheezing so much. And we'd be enclosed in the car. And you told me about that. be smoking. And the doctor at that time, you know, in the early, late 60s, they didn't know about smoke, secondhand smoke. Mm-hmm. And I would be in the bubble. And um, she'd come visit me and go, I gotta go now. I have to. I have to go to a party, and I'll be at like El, El Camino Hospital by myself in this plastic bubble. Going, I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, you would tell me stories about how she would just like like drive with you in the car. And, yeah, and yeah. Drop me off and let somebody else deal with it. And, and you still, and, and and those of you that don't know, she was actually in the hospital recently. And I feel kind of responsible for that because I have cats and you were here hanging out with me. I just want to let you know, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no. My, I was, I had was coming down with a cold and so kitties are my trigger. Yeah. Do you even like cats? I love cats. I had, I had a cat. Um, I ended up running over <laughs> Oh God! But I yeah, <laughs> my mom. We had cats my whole life, and I was so allergic to them. But they would stay out of my room. But they weren't even supposed to be in the house. But I loved them. And I mean, our house was crazy. Yeah, uh, and um, and that's one of the things why. I mean, these are the reasons why. I'm inspired by women like you because you're just so fucking strong. I mean, not, I mean, not only mentally, but physically in the most purest form. Well, when I was like eight years old, 
I would say to myself, if I, if I could just make it till I was 11, that would be great. And then I would get to 11, and I'd be going, wow, I made it till I was 11. I'm still alive. That's how I used to be. And then I go, I, I don't think I'm going to make it till I was 14. Really? Then, yeah. Yeah. And well, and, and how old are you? Do you want to talk I'll about be it? I'll 58. Oh my God, 58, and you look damn good. And you all will see the pictures. Like she is, yes, she is the oldest women out of the group, but she is bold. She is strong. She is confident. I think the confidence piece is what I'm working on with yeah. you because you don't like taking pictures. And um, you automatically default into... Well, I get, I get into the silly mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was a lot of pictures that we all came out good in. And you were the only one that was like either making like a really uncomfortable face. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, and, or a silly face, yeah. you know. But let me... <laughs> and I'm not saying it's, that to put you on blast yeah, or anything no. like that. But it's because you're just, you're not, like you told me. I'm not self-absorbed. I'm not, I mean. It doesn't mean you're self-absorbed if you like taking pictures. Well, it's not. It's just, I like to. You were never, you never felt comfortable in front of a camera. And I think it has to do with your childhood. And I'm no therapist. I'm no psychologist or anything by any means. But the stories that you have told me. Well, I always liked, I always liked to have my picture taken. And it was always, you know, I'd jump in. But, Mm -hmm. but it was not, I never got the where, where someone was taking a picture of just me, you know, because because they thought I was beautiful or whatever. Are you are you serious? Yeah. Well, okay. So, let's give our listeners a little background on the story that you told me before and it was the, my first time and I almost got choked up. Um about your mom and how she would use you as a tool. Yeah. She would she would um we'd have parties and and um and at this, at what age were you? Um, I was about between eight and ten, and she would have me do like a striptease, um, like you know, I'd wear a shawl and dance to um, Tina Turner, the Acid Queen, or or to you know Tommy, the Pinball Wizard. Um, so, do if you hear any of those songs now, they're triggers. Yeah. Will you break down crying? Um, will you just shut down? Well, I just will shut it off or I will just go, you know, usually I just go, oh my God, because it just, there's a lot of, there's, because, because I was at the age that the music was, you know, you hear the music all the time and um, it, it's triggers, it's, it's all, you know, you, you don't think about it until you hear something that was going on at the time of this dysfunctional mm-hmm. things that were not you weren't supposed to be doing it at eight eight years old right right <laughs> you know? well 
And that's the thing. I mean, you're such a child and so pure at that age that yeah. it's just like, I can't even imagine. And in the 70s, I can only imagine because was, the drugs are on the peak. It was that, that and and hippie. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had we had a pool, we had a playroom and, you know, the rock and roll that it was a rock and roll lifestyle. So let me ask you this, because the, the first time I met you, you didn't come off like that. But the first time that I had a drink with you, that lifestyle kind of, um, it, it, it now it makes sense. Everything makes sense because it's like you're very, 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 there's no filter on Heather, yeah. <laughs> you know, at mm-hmm. all. But when you get to know her and her heart and not only that, but you can feel her energy. It's very pure and very yeah. loving. Well, I've always, I've always stepped back and observed and and picked my places where I can be myself. Because a lot of times you don't get that from me. Because I'm, I'm a. Um, I'm intuitive, like I, I can tell if someone is going to be going, whoa, this fucking chick is way off. No, it's or- not that you're way off <laughs> at all. I remember like when I first met your daughter and she's like, sometimes my mom just will not be quiet. And I'm like, no, I love it yeah. because I'm a chatterbox. And so it's I just am, like, I'm, I, I will talk till. You have no more ears. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Um, going back to the story where your mom used to have you perform and stuff like that. Um, do you want to tell me what happened when you were 12? Well, that was with my... Um, your sister's, sister's, boy- sister's boyfriend. I um, He had picked me up at the the um, roller rink and took me in his van and gave me alcohol and um, had sex with me. It was the first time I ever had sex and I was in sixth grade. And what happened after I got, that? I got pregnant and then my mom, she was, um, she was incarcerated at that time and her friend, I didn't know who who to tell. I didn't. I didn't want to tell my sister because mm-hmm. I thought she would hate me. So <clears throat> I told my my mom's friend that something was wrong with me. And she kept on asking me, "What are you, What's wrong with you? Are you sick?" I go, "Well, it, I think so." Because I, did, I didn't know. And she said, well, what happened? And I told her that my sister's boyfriend came and picked me up. And he got me drunk. And he had sex with me. And and I, I think I was pregnant. And so we went down to Planned Parenthood. And she went in with me and took a pregnancy test. And oh, I was pregnant. And we made an appointment. It was two days before Christmas. And I had an abortion because um, she didn't want to tell my mom because she felt responsible. 
because she was supposed to be watching out for me and my brother. And and then she had my sister's boyfriend come pick me up because she was still at work. Mm-hmm. And um, so she didn't want to tell anybody, and I didn't know what I should do, and I just didn't. <laughs> I was a baby. <laughs> and I, I, I was in sixth grade. <laughs> so it, it, it was kind of... I have no words, like... I can't even imagine. I remember when I was 12 and that was the first time that I was sexually molested, you know, um, to a certain age. And um, I remember the first time that I told my mom, she called me a fucking whore, you know, and it was just like, and every time we went to court, and that's one of the reasons why I changed my name. Every time we went to court and every time I heard my name, it was like, it was like I would cringe like ugh, you know yeah. and I just remember you know around 12 years old I, I was starting to run away I was starting to you know that's when you start realizing different parts of your body and right. what they do and all this other stuff I mean you're proving puberty kicks in and so um I remember just being I I I just didn't understand a lot yeah you know well I I understood I I mean I had a lot of stuff happen to me before that time and and it was kind of frustrating because my dad um he we almost got put me my brother almost got put in foster care because he didn't want to take the responsibility of watching my brother and me while he didn't no okay and um he didn't want to he really didn't want to take us so why is that because he he had already established a lifestyle Mm. you know a single lifestyle and after my mom got arrested Mm -hmm. he 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 hated my mom um to the point where he couldn't even be in the same room with her. And so we got we got in this where someone needed to watch us because we were minors mm-hmm. and my mom's friend stepped up and she said she would you know take care of us. And she ended up she was she was a heroin addict and I ended up that same year calling the paramedics because she was I came home from school and she was on the bathroom floor, OD'd, and um, so that was when my dad took, he took me and my brother in, and the whole time being in a home that you felt that you weren't wanted, Mm -hmm. and had to like tiptoe because Mm -hmm. you didn't want to stir anything up, that was, that was not good. So, you never felt protected, no, or no. heard, or no. so you would just be on the back burner. I, yeah, I was. I dealt with all this stuff the best I could, and I I didn't tell anybody. I didn't talk to anybody. You didn't get any help. I didn't get any help. And my, look my, at. I mean, do you see your strength? Yeah, yeah. You are incredibly 
fucking strong. Well, I have, I do have morals, and I have, I have two beautiful daughters that I've raised by myself, mm-hmm. and they are kick-ass. They're... I've only met one out of the two, and let me tell you, like, she's, yeah. They're both very strong, and, uh, you know, it's, that was done for me because when I got older, I always said, there's no way I'm going to ever have kids. And then when I finally did have kids, I was like, I am not going to raise them in a home mm-hmm. that wasn't structured. And, right. You know, have have such chaos mm-hmm. you know i i put them to bed at the same time i mm-hmm. you know they went to school they went they did ballet they did everything that a volleyball kid, they did everything a kid should be doing mm-hmm. where i didn't get that and i think that's why um I didn't actually um, follow through with my, I don't know, I guess my 51, 50, or my suicide attempt. And I've hit it quite a few times um, because of the fact that I wanted to be everything my mom wasn't. Right. You know, so it, I made it a goal where it was just like, no, you know what? That mean that would mean I would prove to her exactly that I am that person. Yeah, you, you want you want to say it's not that hard. It's not that hard to be a good person, right? It's not that hard to have structure. It's you know, or even have a good fucking be dedicated. heart. This is this is a life. Mm-hmm. This is a, a mold that you're building, mm-hmm. and you have you have to have guidance for mm-hmm. this person this This, child yeah because i mean they're so fucking pure i can't even i can't even and i have had i have my faults you know as i've gotten older being a young single mom or even just not having the guidance that you would think i would have you 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 learn it as you go Mm -hmm. and i've i definitely have learned that there is um there's just a you need to guide your well as I got older and I figured out that I wasn't gonna be affected by people that were not good people right and I didn't want that in my life and I mean I one year I I moved 14 times in a year 14 14 times and because I I I wasn't gonna take any crap from anybody Mm -hmm. I had put my foot down when I was 19 years old and said fuck you people I I need to live my life and I'm not gonna have people affect me anymore I'm not gonna want somebody to love me good for you and I finally just said you know you you got you you're gonna be wanting to be in my life. I don't need to be in your life, right? And I had. I think there's just a level to that that you just you get to that level when you're just fucking done. Uh, like yeah. when I left my ex husband and when I cut my 
you know, my mom off or my sister. Like I just knew I no longer gave a fuck. Right. You do, you don't because need their I know. approval. You don't want, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, you, you get off, you, you call your dad and you talk to him and you get off the phone and, and you feel bad about yourself. That's not how you should end a, a, a conversation, conversation with your father. You, sh- you should be able to hang up the phone and say, God, I love my dad. Right. Right. But I got to the point where I wouldn't call him anymore because he just always would make me feel horrible about myself and for things that, that happened and I had no control over. And because I look like my mom... Oh yeah, he. I can relate. To he that. would always say, "You're just like your mom," and mm-hmm. I go, "Well, you, you don't even. You haven't even talked to my mom in 20 years. Mm-hmm. How do you even know how she is?" And that is so. So I very you know true. He, we were always used as pawns and mm-hmm. and thrown, you know, against each my mom against my dad. You know, it's mm-hmm. you know, it was always that the divorce was ugly for. Years. for everyone i'm sure yeah and it, and it got to the point where it's like i didn't even want to talk to either one of them for a long time and that was because because it just both of them were it was not a healthy relationship it was never um let's 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 get heather into college or let's let's do the right thing and and you know fucking prosecute these fucking assholes that were doing stupid stuff and nothing ever got nothing was ever taken seriously mm-hmm. it was just oh okay well that happened to you it didn't happen to me but we're going to you know it's like they never got involved with their children. That's I mean, my my brother's handicapped, and they both, both my dad and my mom, weren't responsible to him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just always was stuck by my brother's side, and made sure he was taken care of, and got him to where he needed to go got him to therapy got him to physical therapy and just (laughs) being responsible at you know at the age of 12 13 for you know your brother because no one ever stepped up to the plate they sad (laughs) it's just just i have to say that you have been one of the best people in my life and I can I can't even imagine you know what you have been through well it's it's you know it's been a road it's you know that's how you get to to where you you're at now is by having all these experiences I mean some have been good some have been bad but that you try to he tried not to dwell on the bad stuff and, and you just, you go on and, and you, you become resilient. You become, 
you don't become numb. I mean, I, I you know, I, I've, I will carry it, everything till I, till I can't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I still remember stuff that happened when I was two, three years old. And you just, you just, you just got to go on and you take, you take it all in and, and you carry it with you and just do your best and say, here's a bouquet. <laughs> here's a bouquet. You grow flowers because you can't wait f- for your boyfriend to give you flowers. <laughs> well, I love you, Heather. <laughs> and it too. has been such a pleasure. Mm-hmm. I know you're one I know, of them. We're, I got too emotional. No, no. Don't even. D- d- no, absolutely fucking not. Don't ever apologize for your feelings or your thoughts or your emotions. They're yours. Through yours. And I definitely, I can't even tell you what you've done in my life. Okay, so those of you that don't know, I was going through something personally, and it was around um, the holidays. And um, Mm -hmm. I called her, and I was just like, I fucking need someone. I need a friend. And my best friend at the time was like going through her her own shit and I was the last person on her fucking mind and um you came in a heartbeat with a bottle of Jameson and a magazines (laughs) and box and magazines (laughs) old magazines like old playboys and she cut them out and she made what 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 do you call it it's called like a character box it's whatever i Whatever I feel that someone is that I'm making the box for that they would like it, their personality. And this box is so like me to the T. I even have it on my dresser. I'll go ahead and post it along with um, the fuck off spray that you (laughs) made for me. For your birthday. Yes, for my birthday. I can't even tell you, you've been such a blessing and you have come through on whenever I needed you, whether it was for my daughter's party, whether it was for the photo shoot, whether it was for my promo shoot, you have been there. And I know sometimes I can be super, super busy and trust me, not even my kids are even getting me right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to let you know that you are definitely, uh, you have a special little compartment in my heart and in my soul. And God has blessed me so very much with you. Everything is done for a reason. We were, we were destined to cross paths for sure i'm i'm mutually happy that you're in my life too because otherwise no one would be hearing this story (laughs) right i gave you a voice i know it's a silly one no no oh my god you guys gotta get to know i've got so many stories it's not even and we're just scratching the surface with her So um, come out to the Women's Empowerment Launch Party. Come out and meet Heather. Um, It is held at the Palladium. That Palladium is um, hosting with me. 
and our team. So um, yeah, come out, come and say hello, have pick a up shot, a calendar. pick up a calendar. It is all the proceeds are going to the Turning Point Community Center, um, or I'm sorry, the Turning Point Empowerment Center of Stanislaus County. And um, we're, it's it's an open invite and everybody and anybody is welcomed. Um, yeah. So I hope to, yeah, I'm hope I'm hoping that we have a good turnout. This is the first year and I feel empowered by your story yeah. and I'm hope I'm hoping that others will feel empowered as well and, um, come out, have a fucking shot with us, have a beer with us, have a drink with us. Fuck it. Maybe all of the fucking above. <laughs> Let loose. And maybe we'll get her to dance on a fucking table. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so um, until we meet again. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening. This is Broken Girl Unchained.